0: Five-minute penalty to Chicago, a game misconduct, and then Manson having words with Steven. And now, Butcher gets into it. We're going to have a brawl, folks. Stand by.
1: What's up, everybody? Tyler Cash here, PBS legend, coming at you with another episode of Fourth Line Goon Hockey Podcast. Hanging out in my apartment here in the middle of the desert, chatting with my boy Tommy about some hockey. How you doing, bud?
0: Good. I'm sure it's like 30 degrees cooler over here, closer to the ocean than what you're dealing with, I'm guessing.
1: Yeah, 110 degrees. Oh, 110. 40, 40
0: degrees, mind you. It's like what? Like, <laughs> I'm looking at my computer. It's 71 right now.
1: It's You know, it's not bad. At night, it, it cools down significantly. It's been actually feeling amazing, and uh, my pool finally opened. So I've been utilizing that going down to the pool during the day, the hot tub at night. It's been great, Um, but yeah, as I mentioned, uh, we uploaded onto our YouTube. Uh, I am a PBS legend. I joined the ranks of Bob Ross, Arthur, Mr. Rogers. I think Pee Wee Herman might be involved in that as well, but uh, if you haven't seen it, check our YouTube. Um, If you're a local here in Vegas, I, I did a segment with a show called Steam Camp, and we talked about the science of hockey, Um real fun, great. It was awesome to be a part of that. And I've also just been kind of um going around to schools in the local area and and showing kids how to play hockey. It's it's just been a blast. Um so yeah, other than that, I've just been taking in playoff hockey game one of the Stanley Cup final didn't really go the way we both wanted it to, I guess. Uh but I mean it went the way
0: went the way I expected.
1: Okay, so you so you expected uh, the Avs to win game one.
0: I mean, it just seemed like it's been outside of the... Uh, I mean, turning back to the first round, I'm blanking with the Lightning, but it just seemed like lately, it's more of just like, oh, yeah, we have been here. We got this. Oh, shit. We lost. All right. Let's turn it around, sort of thing. So, it's kind of like same old, same old. They needed and to then, wake up a little bit. I mean, sort of. I mean, also, again, the there's the altitude situation. There's a lot of stuff. Obviously, Avalanche are... Significantly more rested than the lightning going into this, too. Potentially more healthy bumps and bruises probably aren't there as much, but yeah. I mean, I think it's safe to say the avalanche outplayed them and rightfully so. I mean, obviously, they, they tied it up, went to overtime. It's anybody's game at that point. Abs took it, it off of like a really kind of broken play, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I fully expected abs to win game one, game two. I don't if if Tampa loses Game two, I don't think they're going to have the same sort of situation where they're going to win four straight against the Rangers.
1: Yeah, they they definitely need to split in Colorado before they come home, and and that's that's a big big uh, important factor. They need to come back home with at least one win. Um, they're the severe underdogs right now. It's like they're plus two twenty on sports book um, to win the series, which is just crazy considering with that lineup and the fact that they've already won two in a row I I could definitely see a three-peat happening or a four-peat for uh Pat Maroon St. Louis native shout out um but yeah uh Vasilevsky didn't look very sharp there was a couple of uh pucks that just slipped by him that he would have normally had so I don't know if this is just Start to the season, or sorry, start to the series, and he's got a little bit of these shakes and jitters, or what? But I would consider even that game-winning goal kind of weak, right? Like, I mean, he he thought he had it, but I mean, in that case, you better flop back down. You better cover as much of that net as you can. Had he just fallen backwards, you know, we might have gotten a little bit more of overtime.
0: I mean, I mean, it was just a weird. I thought it was like a weird broken play, in all honesty. Like, just a weird bounce, right? The Burakovsky. And then, obviously, Vasileski's at the top of his crease. I don't think anything he does there, short of Burakovsky, where to, like, hesitate or something, I don't foresee anything changing. I think that game was over with that opportunity. There's no change yet. But, obviously, they won. It's uh, Is it this game where they have two days off so they don't play again until, like, Saturday? Or is it – the following, because I know there's one there's one sort of break where it's two days long for, for the series, if I remember correctly. The next game is going to be Saturday. Correct. Correct. So it's, okay, so they played Wednesday, then they play Saturday. Then it's, that's every other day. Okay, I figured. Um, Weird gap. Like, yeah. weird gap to start the series and then also to have, like, that break.
1: You're not really allowing teams to have momentum. Yep. So that might shift in the favor of the Lightning to potentially steal game two there at in Colorado. Um, Even
0: yeah yeah i mean we'll, we'll definitely see i think what's i think there's aside from the game itself i'm not a fan of espn's broadcast oh yeah i, I would rather go back to nbc as shitty as that is to say i'm just not a fan and then the, the like i'm not a fan of the patches either like, they're, like oh no do you just, know what dude don't say I... stanley cup like this what the fuck
1: you know what? I got to disagree with you there. I thought they were hard, dude. I didn't like the logo separate, but I think I like how it doesn't have the Stanley Cup logo or like does not say anything on there. It just has the cup. It, it speaks loud to just have it on there. I don't. I thought it was cool. I didn't like it in like a layout, like when it like at the bottom of the screen or when they're using it in, in uh, advertisements. It didn't make much sense to me because they had the logo and then below it, it said Stanley Cup final, like, in a just like a lame font. So, I mean, I'm glad they didn't add a font to it. I mean, the actual logo itself doesn't have it on there. So I I thought it was hard. It kind of reminds me of like Blades of Steel, like early 90s Nintendo kind of vibe. I don't know. I don't know where I'm getting that or what the connection, or maybe like the early 90s Kings logo, kind of like the, what do they call it? Chevrolet logo kind of thing. It just seemed clean to me. I like how there was no font personally. I,
0: I like the wordage, but then it's also like if a team wins... Like, you know, teams do their own patches, like with their logo and stuff. Like, what are you just going to do? Put their logo on the cup and not say you're a champion on it? Like, it's just, I don't I don't know. I'm not a fan. I'm not a well,
1: fan. Well, I'm sure they'll adapt it for other use. But, I mean, yeah, I, I, can't, I can't see, where, you're can't like to from see where, the,
0: where the fuck it goes when advertisements get here, too, mind you. Yeah. So, that's gonna I mean, be shitty.
1: moving forward, I don't think they should use the logo. I wasn't a fan of it to begin with. I think that changing it up was nice just to kind of, give it some like spruce it up just a little bit but like yeah like as you said like what are you supposed to do add your logo to it not have like champion to it it just seems kind of like lame I see where you're coming from on that like uh, uh, how do you looks, evolve
0: from that and it literally looks like they took the LA Kings logo and just put it yeah cup. That's, that's yeah it. Like, but
1: I, I I I'm not a Kings fan but I think that that logo is tight like I like that it has that like weird kind of 18 like sorry like 16 bit look like it looks like it's sure. from a nintendo game i i i see what you're saying but i think it looks good on the jerseys personally um yeah uh if you're okay, a lightning okay. fan S-
0: side note one more thing then. let me okay. add this to it sick and fucking tired of seeing goddamn gambling ads all over the ice and i can't even get stanley cup final on the ice horse shit oh yeah horse shit
1: i can't believe they don't have the logo for the final like really like it, it, it's going to cost you that much to have it on the logo like or on the ice it's just ridiculous
0: like even if you put it around the face off circle or you put it somewhere it's yeah. com- come on you can't even su- can't even superimpose it like when you don't have ads you can't even put it on the glass when you don't have ads like during the game like come on it's
1: right like you're not really drilling the 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 intensity of the game like we we know because we're fans and we yeah. know that these are two juggernauts of teams but a casual watch you know on espn which is what we're trying to grab so anyways.
0: so yeah my, my point my point is without reading the banner saying stanley cup final on the broadcast there's no indication that you're watching a stanley cup final game on the ice on the jerseys. none of it yeah it's not, not, not a even fan. anywhere not a fan at all
1: yeah i can see that but may, you know this is their first year so maybe they'll be able to to take notes maybe they'll, they'll it's take not notes it's not it going
0: back you know it's not going back Let's yeah. not be nice. Well, I'm, I'm not saying
1: it's going to go back, but like let's look at it in a sense that they might figure out a way, like you said, to, to put it on the, on the, on the glass, or
0: just they figure won't. out
1: ways to kind of throw it out there.
0: They won't, they won't. Money talks. Right. Yeah. Money
1: well, talks. If, if you're, if you're a lightning fan, I wouldn't freak out. I, I, I say the lightning take game Two. I think that was a wake up call. The best thing that could have happened was a complete blowout. I think that would have been the biggest wake up call for them. But as you said, they just, they, they're kind of just gliding. Like they're on cloud nine still. They want two cups in a row. They're having fun with it, which they could use to their benefit. But also, as you said, they need to wake up. Maybe they need the Stanley cup logo to be right in their face to, to let them know that where they are. Right. Yeah,
0: No kidding.
1: Um, so yeah. Uh, as our, as I prediction, I'm staying, I'm staying with it. I, I still think that Tampa pulls it, pulls it out. I, I think that that might be a wake up call for Vasilevsky um so there were some dumb penalties too that that five on three was questionable Black.
0: it wasn't yeah i mean some people were calling it a dive it wasn't a dive i think if he doesn't even touch him he's falling already like just a bad call on the macar the blue line like a tap on the, I mean, even if he taps him on the thigh, you really think that's enough for who everyone renowns as the best skater in hockey is just going to fall over. Like from that, That's oh, yeah. And you don't want it
1: to be, you don't want it to be a deciding factor of a game and and potentially a series either. Like what happened to let these guys play? And, And we're not seeing that at all this postseason. We're not, we're not seeing them fight and we're not seeing them let them hash out their own business yep. we're seeing a lot of penalties called this year um it's unfortunate because now we really aren't seeing much of a difference in the postseason as we always said oh that's playoff hockey baby like yes. we're really not seeing that it's just kind of skill competitions back and forth which makes sense because we don't have a grinder this year as, you know it's two skilled teams against each other for the first time in a long time
0: it is it is to say jacob truba was the closest we got to playoff hockey all year
1: yeah well and I mean, you say shitty. I thought Jacob
0: True was was a beaut. I, I, I enjoyed I watching mean, him. but the, quest- the questionable hits, I mean. Yeah,
1: yeah I mean, no there, one wants but that. Like,
0: but... but, like, my point is, like, you're clearly seeing, like, these hits are not really getting penalties called. So, hey, I get skill, and you get slow. If you miss a guy, you're falling behind the play. But, like, you're telling me nobody can lay the body or a big hit ever. Yeah. Either way, we'll we'll move on. Yeah. So let's get into a little
1: bit of news uh, coaches and their placement. Uh, Bruce Cassidy signed on with the Vegas Golden Knights. As we just learned a couple of hours ago, it looks like as if um, Tortorella has been confirmed for four years in Philly. And one can speculate at this point, Trotz is definitely going to be going to Winnipeg. <laughs> it's just a matter of when they announce that, but um, yeah. First off, Cassidy, Vegas. Love it. I love it. Uh, he's a young guy. They had the press conference today. He he made it simple. He said, we want exciting, fast hockey. We got to score some goals. I think at one point he even said, I don't want to see them winning games two to one. We're not made up for this, which is just amazing because all the fans have been screaming this at the TV all last season. You know, it, it there was no identity to the team. It, it just didn't feel right. It, and the the foundation of success for Vegas Golden Knights hockey has been based off of speed and constantly pushing their opponent to make the, the first move, basically. Um so yeah, uh I'm excited about it. Personally, I'm more excited about it than if they had trots. I mean, I I yes, Barry Trot's very successful, and obviously he won a cup in Vegas, own barn. And that's going to always sting a little bit, but systematic hockey, boring hockey. No, thanks. Not for me. That's not what made me fall in love with this team. So I'm excited. I think Bruce Cassidy is a good fit. He seems to have a chip on his sh- shoulder too, because he was yeah. really bummed out that he got cut from Boston. As he said, he's like, yeah, it's not a revenge tour, but I, I definitely feel like I got something to prove and I think that's going to be great for the team.
0: Yeah. I mean, a weird thing to say, and <clears throat> you're probably will disagree with me to an extent, but I do feel like this is the first true coach that the Golden Knights have had that I feel it can take them where they need to go. I never felt it with gallant I never felt it with Debore. So I think this a guy coming in where he's like, fuck, did I do to get let go? What did I do wrong? And then, like, all right, fuck you, let's go. Somewhere else, to try to win the whole thing is a you know, middle finger to Boston or whatever. But, um, that being said, I mean, I don't think I, I don't know. I, I feel like trots to Winnipeg isn't a slam dunk still. It's a slam dunk in a sense that you don't think it's a win for the team or you don't think it's a sure thing. I don't think it's a sure thing. You still have okay, the, Still have the red wings, okay. technically, you still yeah. have technically the Dallas Stars. I mean
1: didn't he turn down a $7 million offer to Philly? He so did. they tried to go after him first, which is yeah. just
0: crazy. He's is like, nah. So, yeah. I mean, it's discussion of, I mean, yeah, where does he want to go? If he wants to build something back up, I mean, the Red Wings are the perfect spot. The the Jets are in that weird spot where they're like floating between playoff bubble and non-playoff bubble. I don't think Trotz makes the difference there. The Stars, I think they have that weird blend of like, they have a couple of years where they could still make something crazy happen. I mean, we saw the bubble, completely different dynamic where they, you know, went to the the Cup final. But yeah, I mean, I think if if Trotz wants a team where he's like, you know, they're on the up and up, I have a lot of stuff I can do here that's great. I think the Red Wings would be the spot personally. You know, you can you can sell the history of it. That being said, I feel like Steve Eiserman, also the GM there at the Red Wings, is a guy who's like uh i'm gonna do something different so he could go with someone completely off the books someone who's just not on anyone's radar we'll see i feel like at that point my my opinion is if the red wings make a move first or if there's any confirmation comes out that trotz is like no, i'm not going to detroit trotz is either like i'm not coaching anymore or he's going to win i think at that point I think
1: he's going to Winnipeg. And I think that it was all smoke and mirrors when he was entertaining the idea of going anywhere else. Like he went around to all these other cities and and interviewed with teams. And then everyone's been real quiet about the term and pay for these coaches for Tortorella, for Cassidy. And now we hear $7 million is on the line to make him the highest paid coach in the league. Currently. You don't think that he was going to go back to Winnipeg and be like, Hey, they offered seven million. What are we going to do about this? Maybe he felt like he was low balled. I mean, I don't know. He, it seemed like all the hype and all the attention was underlining with him going to Winnipeg. It's his hometown. They're a contending yeah, team, like you said, on the bubble, kind of play a similar style. They're a big defense, heavy hitting team. Like it, it's something that he's used to. Coaching in the past yeah. with with the Islanders and and the Capitals and whatnot, so I think it was more so smoke and mirrors to get a little bit more money, maybe get what he wanted out of it, and I think it's inevitable he ends up there. I I, I just can't see him uh, doing much for Dallas, and Detroit is just so far away from building a team that he can actually utilize. That I mean, it just depends on what he would want to do. Is he going to spend? the better part of you know the next five years building a team up? Is that what he wants to do or does he want to win another cup? I don't think Detroit's that far off at all. Well, the goaltending is a huge problem still, obviously. that's that's At least if he goes to Winnipeg, he's got Hellebuck, right? He, I mean, I'm not a huge Hellebuck fan, but at least he's got a renowned goalie in there.
0: He does. You're not wrong. However, they have almost $36 million in cap space at the moment, and they have no big names to night. So take that All as about you D- may. Detroit, yeah, 36 take that, mil? Wow, take yeah. that as you may. That's a lot of money.
1: That's a lot of money. Yeah. But, I mean, who wants to go play for Detroit these days? That's another thing, too, right? Like, ever since they got Barry rid of J- Yeah. I mean... Maybe that's the hype they need. I mean, it, it seemed to me that they kind of gave up on any sort of immediate future when they traded. What's his name? Uh, who, who was their, like, big stud that they traded? Young guy? Forward? Um, he went on to was it Verana. No, they got Verona right? Oh, right? They got uh... Jacob Verana, but it was that trade. It yeah. was Verana for their like young guy that just kind of seemed out of left field. So they got a winger and I think a first round pick, uh, from the Capitals.
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: Anthony Manta, Manta yeah, yeah, yeah. or Manta? Yeah, Manta. Uh, well, yeah, they it seemed to me that they kind of just gave up on any immediate plans in order to build for the future, but. If that's something he wants to be a part of, then, I mean, I could see it. A prestigious team or, you know, original six team. I mean, maybe he wants that on his resume. I, 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 who knows, but I I will tell you this one thing. Tortorella to the Flyers is like insane to me. I mean, it's a fit. It makes perfect sense, right? Tough guy goes to a tough team or at least a former tough team, but I, you got to feel somewhat bad for that guy. I mean, he's got all the makeup to be a Stanley cup, winning coach i mean he did it with tampa right in like 2001 no it wasn't that long ago 2000 uh, was tampa winning the cup yeah when did he win the cup with tampa was it really that it long was, ago 20 yeah. years
0: i mean i feel like it was you know, 03 or 04 okay yeah
1: So yeah i mean he's proven he can do it i mean he's a character obviously his analytical career fell short people didn't really like his opinions or his attitude and he found his way back into the coaching uh, realm, if you will. Um, yeah, I mean, it's exciting, but I feel for the guy. He doesn't really have a team at all to coach. So in that scenario, you are right. He is a coach that doesn't mind going to a team that's going to be going through a rebuild. So maybe Trotz is in the same boat. Who
0: knows? We'll see. Who, kn- who I know knows? That. But I, th- I feel like this weekend we'll know. This weekend or early next week we'll Yeah, we'll know I feel sure. like
1: Cassidy signing six days after he was fired. they kind of had an idea at that point that these these other teams are going to start pulling the trigger we're going to start to see announcements for for these coaches for sure and
0: and like you said as, as quiet as it's been like when's the last thing you heard anything about red wings coaching at all or like who's interviewing or were they considering very very close to the vest so it makes you wonder
1: Hey now, what's up goons? Tyler Cash here, and it's time to pause the podcast and chat a bit about our amazing sponsors over at Schlafly Brewing Company. Hockey and beer. Does it get any better? I don't think so. Schlafly has been brewing up some of the best beer I've ever had for many years, and it's officially that time of year for their famous Raspberry Hefeweizen. It's one of my personal favorites. Their raspberry have distinguishes itself among others and that it's a true fruit beer. None of this fruit-flavored crap. It uses real raspberry in the brewing process. Once the fruit sugar ferments out, the aroma and flavor stay in, making this a delightful, drinkable beer that's not too sweet or tart. It's refreshing and balanced with a natural, hazy pink coloring. Because it's low in alcohol, it brings out a smooth dose of weediness, and it's perfect for summer. It's perfect for any time. Download the Schlafly app or visit schlafly.com to locate and devour yours today. That's S-C-H-L-A-F-L-Y dot com. Schlafly beer. Drink Mo' Beer. This podcast is brought to you by One in a Million Handyman Services Incorporated. One in a Million is a family-run local company that's been serving the Las Vegas, Nevada area for over 15 years. They are licensed and insured throughout Clark County and travel as far as Boulder City, Henderson, Las Vegas, and North Las Vegas. One in a Million specializes in smaller home repairs, but also tackles commercial repairs. They've worked around the strip, residential homes, commercial buildings, you name it, One in a Million has made their mark. With a 4.5 star Yelp review and countless of happy customers throughout the 15 years, you can guarantee you'll be happy with their services. All previous customers can refer an unlimited amount of friends and family for a $25 referral credit, which would come off of any future projects and or repairs if they decide to use one in a million. This offer also extends to the fourth line goon listeners mention this podcast and you will receive a $25 referral credit that will come off of the total cost of your repairs. Juan in a Million is open Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. And you can find them on the web at oneinamill.com. That's J-U-A-N-I-N-A-M-I-L-L.com, Or you can also find them at one dot in a mill on Instagram. One in a million handyman services won't let you down. Check them out. And more Vegas Golden Knights news. Uh, they traded successfully this time. Evgeni Evgeny Didanov, I always say that fucking name wrong. Isn't it,
0: is it not Evgeni, Evgeni like Malkin. Go. Yeah, I Come fucking
1: Evgeni. Evgeni traded successfully this time to the Montreal Canadiens for Shea Weber's contract. He's not playing hockey anymore. He's got an AAV of eight million for the next four years. But I did find out. So I've been trying to break this down because it doesn't make sense to me. But there, if I can explain this very simply. The Montreal Canadiens get to Donoff for one year, okay, and his salary, which is, I believe, 6.5 million off the books for Vegas, okay? Vegas gets Shea Weber. He's not going to play. The LTIR cannot be used. Well, it's used, but they can't add to it, right? Like, it doesn't. Until, Until, like,
0: the season officially starts.
1: Right. But they still can't exceed the cap, correct? Like, it doesn't give them any extra wiggle room on the cap space. That's what I thought.
0: I think there's a small percentage you can go over um, during yeah. the offseason. Uh, I think it's very, very small, maybe like 5%, maybe 10%, um, something like that. But, I mean, that's almost equivalent to what his contract is anyway, if that's the case. Um, Somebody said online that he
1: his contract was insured. So I don't even know who the hell is going to be paying his money, like what that even means. Like
0: Yeah, so teams will sign – uh they'll basically buy an insurance policy for a player's contract and pay a heavy premium on it so i would assume that that would probably wouldn't just transfer teams it would be between just like the premiums that were paid to the canadians and what's being paid to him so i'm sure if that is the case most likely the knights are only paying maybe 50 percent of that maybe less so gotcha. it doesn't of it that much, but yeah, the, the, team can exceed the cap by 10% in the off season. So that's already more than what Shea Weber's LTR is by about what 400, 500 K. So I think it's fine. I think, I, I think the only question is at that point is if you are say above it, I think you technically have to become cap compliant before you can start utilizing LTIR. So I think that's the tricky aspect. So like if you have eight million dollars that you're over and you're like all right uh let's try and send uh, someone down to the miners or something or you know trade somebody, yeah. I don't know how exactly that's gonna look but I think that's the only other potential caveat. To that. I,
1: I was just confused because if you pick up a player on LTIR during the regular season, you're allowed to exceed your cap for a set amount of time that they're on LTIR. So it's weird that when you acquire a player already on LTIR from another team, it, you can't utilize that cap space. It, I, I still don't fully understand it, but I I do love the trade just because now I can say Shea Weber, Vegas Golden Knights legend, maybe get a jersey with his name and number on the back, but uh Dadanoff was going to go anyways. And this is a much better deal for the Golden Knights. They don't have to give up a second round pick. They don't have to take on a little bit of salary. It's just a one for one Shea Weber, gone from Montreal's books onto the golden Knights. And as they said, it was insured. So it it sounds like it's a win-win for both teams. Uh, Dodonoff is probably going to get an elevated role in Montreal. Like he's probably going to go on and do pretty damn well because they don't really have anybody over there that's scoring goals right now. They had Cole Caulfield, who was a ghost for half the season and Mike Hoffman, who was just playing absolutely horrible um and not living up to his expectations as well so yeah i mean it brings a little bit of excitement to the habs um if you're a fan and it brings a little cap relief to the golden knights which is going to probably allow them that little bit of wiggle room to extend riley smith or and or um sign on wah who is a restricted free agent but he's i mean he's going to be fetching at least two, three million. So they, they got to find these ways to cut corners still.
0: So, so I was just looking this up because it perfectly reminded me of a couple of years back when Steen went on LTIR in the off season and we had to sign Vince Dunn and a couple others gave us like four and a half million in cap space. So according to Cap friendly, this is a tweet. That's two and a half years old, December of 2020, For players placed on long-term IR during the off season, you have that cap space to use in the off season. However, if you do not use it all in the off season, you do not have access to it during the regular season. So whatever cap space that that Shea Weber is giving them. So say like right now, looking at cap friendly, they're going over by what, about two and a half million. So they have 5 million to spare. If they don't use all that 5 million, say they only use 4 million or four and a half, that extra 500K they can't touch anymore not even the regular okay. season. So that's, I think the caveat too, but with what they so have, they'd plans, have to sign,
1: they'd have to sign the 8 million worth.
0: Right. I mean, right now, I think they're sitting to like two and a half million over as of this moment. So it would have to be another five and a half mil or so, assuming that's correct, which, which is, is right.
1: Cool. Which is Riley Smith.
0: Right, that's right, literally yeah.
1: exactly. And you're, re- you're replacing, you're, you're essentially bringing back Riley Smith and sending off to Donoff So you're getting a winger for a winger. To, to be under the cap. So that would make sense Sort for that of, yeah. price
0: point. But again, I think the the other tricky aspect then still is, like I said, you only have eight forwards under contract, nine if you do Riley Smith, and then you still only have one goalie counted against the cap as well. So Riley Smith, Riley Smith is probably going to need to come in around like three mil yeah, or you're going to be shipping someone else out. Maybe. I I heard a little rumor going around and
1: completely unfounded. This isn't from me. This is just what I'm seeing on the Twitter sphere. But uh, a lot of people are interested in bringing back Stasny because he lives in Vegas and he's kind of at the end of his career. And, um, you know, why not sign a million dollar one year deal to play in the city that you live in, you know, where your where your kids play hockey, where you don't have to, like, travel to Winnipeg, you know, like he doesn't have to go to Canada to play hockey. Um, but, yeah, he. I looked this up. So we were talking about this and he had himself a hell of a year. So I guess he could fetch a paycheck somewhere, but he had 21 goals and 24 assists for 45 points in 71 games. And that's for a 36 year old center. I mean, that's, that's pretty crazy, but I mean, if you can get a guy like Stasny or potentially Bergeron, if uh, he really wanted to follow Cassidy for one more year, find a guy that just kind of wants one last hurrah, for a million dollars, I mean, that could be a steal and kind of help, you know, help the team out as far as cap gymnastics go.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot of ways you can go with it. Let's keep the offseason stuff for the offseason. We've still got a couple more weeks left. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. But that being said, I think it kind of leads into the other important point is what I think Batman yesterday or today announced that the revenue for the NHL was over $5, billion, 5 billion this year, which is a record. Crazy to think,
1: right? We were just in a horrible pandemic situation, bubble hockey, boring as shit, not being able to attend games. And then here we are. We have saying they, they, they have that much revenue. Like, that's just crazy. Where's that coming from?
0: Yeah, well, it's a TV deal. Um, oh, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, the brand-new TV deal.
0: Yeah, I think, I think it's double what they were getting before. I think it's, like, around, like, 600 mil, a little bit over 600 mil. So like, that's almost, that's over half half a billion at that point. Um, I was just looking this up. So like, keep that in mind that that's basically gone up, you know, actually three, 400 million. I think it's at a point where I guess the best way to put it is I think the NHL revenue, it's peak. It, it's basically, if you take it in the factor in from what I saw, the, the increase in the TV revenue, it's pretty much the same as it was right pre pandemic. So it hasn't, it's gone up, but not to the extent I think that the NHL wants at this point. Still, let alone the players. And I know the next question is like, what about the cap? What's next? Well, problem is you still have all of that money the players still have to pay back. That's an escrow. Right. So probably well, going to be another year or two before for, before it significantly significantly because they yeah.
1: announced today that it's going up for sure a million. So it'll be yeah. eighty two point five million next season with a a, a cap cap ceiling of that cap bottom is 61 60 somewhere in that. Yeah. yeah. And um, at least it's progress, right? Like, I mean, with everything that went down with the pandemic and the bubble, it didn't look like the cap was going to go up at all yeah. for, for quite some time. So it's a movement in the right direction and hopefully it continues to trend that way so that we can uh, see these teams that are having these issues that have these superstar talent and, and these good markets um, be able to build from. And honestly, even teams, that aren't superstar markets with high class players are going to benefit from this as well. Um, it's just good for the sport all around. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good to hear. Uh, I think it was a little little North of $5 billion in revenue, as you said. So, um, you know, something to celebrate for sure. Um, yeah, I mean that, I mean, that pretty much brings us up to date so far. Um, is there any is there anything that you you want to add as far as this this series is going? I mean, do you do you still feel confident that Tampa's going to turn it on, or are we going to see the Abs just dominate this entire postseason?
0: I just, in my opinion, John Cooper is the coach to every team, which they had. I mean, he said it perfectly, like in the press conference, where he's like, "Yeah, better team won tonight." You know, basically, we all need to be better. Essentially, so I think message sent. I mean, I. I'm expecting the Lightning to win Game Two. If they don't like. Is it a very uphill battle? But I, I mean, we'll talk about that when we talk about it. I mean, next week when we talk, we'll be at what? Halfway so, through. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. If we do it, if we do it Tuesday, if we do it Thursday, it'll be either Game Three or Four. So, yeah, we'll see. But I think uh, we'll
1: we'll be able to tell a lot from from Game Two. I think we're both in agreement on that for sure,
0: 100. Yeah, percent So I mean, outside of that, yeah, I mean, hell, talented team in the Avalanche against. Again, I think a team that's not as talented but a little more structured with a better goaltender. So,
1: so here's the question, though. Obviously, I feel like the the popular opinion is Kale McCarr would be the MVP if the the Avs wind up winning. Who do you think would be the MVP for the Lightning if they mm-hmm. wind up pulling through?
0: I still think it's hard to not say Kucherov. I mean, Vasilevsky hasn't played to those elite standards. I mean, he he has in those. You know, clinching games. still those insane numbers was out of like two goals and like seven clinching games or something stupid. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Kucherov has, I think, the most points out of anyone playing at this point in the in the Stanley final. That's not dry side and McDavid. I mean, it's where's, to, where's
1: Kucherov sitting? Because I, I wouldn't undermine se- Stamkos either.
0: Seven goals, seventeen assists, twenty-four points. I mean, okay, Stam- Stamkos is fifteen points, so he's significantly significantly off. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, outside of that, I mean, you know, Vasilevsky hasn't played bad at all. I mean, he has probably the, I mean, he has the best stats from a goaltending standpoint, you know, 0.926, save percentage 2.36 goals against in the playoffs, 12 and six. The problem is I don't think those numbers, I think you're probably creeping back up more to like a, a 91 something, save percentage and a 2.5 yeah. goals against if you win the series against the Avalanche. So I think it's hard not to go with the four, unless Batletsky somehow pitches like two shutouts.
1: And I don't, I don't yeah. see that happening. I think this whole series is just going to be fast paced, high scoring
0: for so sure. My my only my only caveat to that is we saw how frustrating that Sirelli line was the ad line in the Eastern Conference Final. If you get that same sort of result when you play in Tampa against the, the McKinnon line or whatever you're going for there, I mean easy enough for Vansileski, I think, to, you know, get some one goal games, uh, assuming all goes to plan, or even a shutout potentially.
1: All right. So you want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to the fourth line Goon hockey podcast. We want to thank you, our sponsors, Schlafly and one in a million handyman services. Make sure you check them out. Um, The weather is, uh, is hot out there. So refresh yourself with a cold beer for sure. Uh, Check out them at schlafly.com. And I believe it's one in a mill.com. Um, we're going to answer some of your guys' questions. Really appreciate you. Make sure that if you are listening or watching this podcast, you're subscribed on our YouTube. Uh, we've been uploading not only these episodes, but little fun segments. Like I said, we, we I uploaded the PBS thing that I did and uh, also any sort of credible fights that we see this postseason. which I don't know that we'll see anything necessarily. I guess like if we would, it would be Patty Maroon dropping the gloves. That would be my prediction um but yeah let's answer some questions um it's ella on twitter wants to know what do you think cassidy will do with leonard um i mean i i I, as much as it's probably going to pain some fans to hear this leonard's the starter you're paying him he's not going anywhere uh you have to move forward right like i mean as exciting as it would be to bring flurry back it's probably not going to happen this isn't uh, a Disney movie. This is real life and they've committed to Robin Leonard and they believe in him. He got these surgeries in the off season right away. Um, that That's who they're going to go for. He's going to be in that game, game one. That's just how it is. Uh, now, brossois, that's another question. He might be moved out. Thompson might be a solidified backup and they might keep Leonard on a, on a tight leash. That's, that's what my prediction is.
0: Yeah. I mean, new coach, new system, Leonard's your starter. That's simple as that. I'm going to put straight towards as I can.
1: Now, I will say this. Cassidy has been known. He did give Swayman the net. Like over Tuca and over Allmark, he did give Swayman the opportunity to show what he had. So I do think Cassidy is excited about having a younger, faster team. So maybe Leonard's playing style might not fit what he wants. But if you're winning, you're winning. Um, so next question is going to be, these are all VGK questions so far, but uh, we'll, we'll do one more. Um <laughs> uh Knights forever on, on Twitter wants to know, who do you think will benefit the most from the, the Bruce Cassidy coaching style? The one thing I want to talk about is he said he, he, he digs a fast paced team. He wants to score goals. He doesn't really want to see his team winning two to one. With that being said, I think he's going to, he's going to let, Players have fun, and that's the 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 number one priority there. I think you're going to see standout seasons from guys like William Carlson, Shea Theodore, just guys that have been known to put the puck in the net in years past, but maybe have, have not done so well the past couple seasons under DeBoer's system. Uh, and I think that's a great thing. Um, it's also going to allow players, if they're healthy, like Patchetti and Marcia so, you're, you're going to see these guys being more active on the power play. And that was another thing he said. He was like, I'm going to drive offense from my forwards, not my D. And uh, yeah, so that's my, my two cents on that.
0: Yeah, I think it'll be curious to see how he handles Jack Eichel and what role he plays. I also, my, my money would be on if someone to have, assuming he stays and his rumors aren't founded and he's not traded, I think, yeah, for someone to rebound. I think it's William Carlson for sure. Yeah,
1: I know a lot of people are hyped because that, that Boston connection with Eichel and, and Cassidy, like that's the first time they've actually gotten a chance to work together. So that's that's pretty exciting. Uh, can we fit in one more? Yep, here we go. All right, Stosh Bramer will answer this real quick. Probably one of the dumbest questions I've asked, will the NHL change the rule on video review to make sure penalties are called properly?
0: No, it's here to say. <laughs> it takes too much fucking time. There's yeah. like, you can have 10 stoppages a game to look at video. No, no, no thanks.
1: Yeah, it's it's not going anywhere either. It, they're they're going to keep it how it's been. It's something they've only implemented now ever since not a major. So it's it's here to stay at least for the foreseeable future. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. FourthLineGoon.com. Add us on Twitter. Cheers, everybody. Bye, guys.